Sports Front, your dirty, nasty, and controversial sports talk podcast for all things Detroit sports and sports worldwide. Here are your hosts, Tony, Joey, Frank, and Gerard, four lifelong friends born and raised in South Detroit. Revolutionary Sports Front. It's been two weeks. They thought we were dead, but we are back. And it's Father's Day. Special guest, my dad. Um, Tony's not here due to an emergency. We'll get to that later. Maybe not. Um, Probably not. But look, guys, we got to be concise today. Um, A lot has gone on in the last two weeks since we were on the air. And uh, we're going to have to get right to it. Okay. Uh, There is a new Stanley Cup champion in the Penguins. Muhammad Ali died. Gordy Howe has passed away. The NBA Finals is in a Game 7 right now, and we're going to get to that in the predictions as soon as we can. But a lot to cover. Um, people getting suspended. We got Michael Bisbing as the new middleweight champion. Who would have ever thought? I had a birthday. Who would have thought I would make it this long? There's a lot to cover. There's the no, time six, no time Happy for games. No time for games. Joe's in the house. Um, we're going to get right to it. But first, the game has already started. The current score is uh, Golden State 35, Cleveland 33. We're going to have to get these predictions in because we're going live, guys. We'll start with the guest of the day, my pops. John, welcome. Good evening, boys. Thanks for having me. Need a prediction out of you. A prediction? We're going right off the bat. we got to get them out of the way so no one can claim. 107-105, Cleveland. Gerard? Uh, like my boy Steph, is, I'm going with a gunshot wound, Golden State Warriors, and I think that they're going to pull away late 112-101. Whoa. Oh, Joe. I'm going to say 110 to 99 Golden State. All right. I'm sticking. You guys know I'm a witness. You know LeBron's getting his third ring, and you know it's going to be uh, by at least 10 points. So I'm going to go with 115 to, uh, to 103. Good guys. Cleveland. All right. We got our predictions in. What should we go to next, Frank? All right. We're going to start up with our, with our favorite sport, what this show is based on, and that is hockey. The, the damn penguins, Krasik. I'm going to turn this over to you. What, that, what happened? Well, well, first off, Frank, let me, let me stop you real quick. Your dad's on the show right now, and I, I think we need to make a shout-out real quick to, to all the fathers today. I apologize. You're right. Go. Why don't you do that? You know, Joe, a little-known fact, but Frank was born on Father's Day. I was. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. What a gift awesome. to the world and all the fathers. For, 4 p.m., Wyandotte Hospital. Namesake of his grandfather. What a Father's Day gift. I've been striking fear into the fathers of women ever since, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's amazing. That, that's awesome. But, yeah, what no, seriously, good, good point, Joe. Happy Father's Day to everyone. I'm, I mean, if anyone's a father out there, it, it's a great day, and it's a beautiful day for it. It was beautiful, sunny. and Now let's talk hockey. Joe, this is your area. Let's go. All right, so the Pens, with the three. Hey, hey you, you know, the, pen, the Penguins uh, – they had a little more speed and a little more grit than I thought they had, you know. And I, I ultimately, I think they just they skated around uh, San Jose, man. I thought San Jose was dialed in. They they had a big nasty team, um, some good playmakers. They had the top line in the playoff, but uh, you know the Penguins were a little deeper. They're a little quicker, and uh, their their forecheck I think is what won them the cup, man. There's just no room out there for San Jose to even get to the neutral zone. And how dumb do we sound? If I mean the listeners know, but if you play back the the last episode before we took our little sabbatical, I mean we were just I mean Gerard. It says right here on the show should I refuse to read it in the opening? Gerard was the one that was on the Penguins, but me and you were just Who on the, the jockstraps of the Sharks. 
I mean, we were calling for heads and calling. I, I, I believe the word I used was hippies on the, for the East. Uh, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. You're I think right. a lot of it comes down to just the Detroit despise for the Penguins. Nobody wants to pick them. But going to the playoffs, they're the hottest team. I think it was January 25th, something like that. They weren't even yeah, they were. in the playoffs. They and were. they just, nobody wanted to play them. They're talking about the Rangers tanking at the end of the season, so they wouldn't have to play them in the first round. You know, Crosby, yeah, as much as I hate Crosby as just a human being and an absolute waste of space, he's an amazing hockey player and he got it done. He's got another yeah. ring. He's a gold medalist. I mean, as much as I hate him, I mean, you can't, you can't deny the fact. Something facts, I so. want to bring up real quick about the whole issue. The last time the Penguins were in the Stanley Cup final was against the Red Wings in 2009. I believe that's our last appearance, too, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, you're right. Around here, we just hate the Penguins. I, we should be modeling after them. They're back in the week. Barely can get it squeak into the playoffs, and they're winning another ring. My, my friends in Nova Scotia will not let me live it down. You know, where's your Red Wings? Well, it's a totally different league. I mean, we've, we've talked about this on the show a number of times, but it's just a different league. And, yeah, maybe it is something, not only the Penguins, but, I mean, teams like the Blackhawks. Look at the L.A. Kings. I mean, who were they uh, when we were winning our Cups and doing so good in the early 2000s, late 90s? Who are the L.A. Kings? Look at how many Cups they've been to in the last few years. We definitely, I'm not sure what it is. We definitely need to take a look at something some of these teams are doing because we can't just go spending a, a boatload of money uh, anymore, and we need to get back there. But props to the Penguins; they did it, and they 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 won. But you're you're make a good point. There, How do you Brian. guys feel about uh, the fact that Crosby was minus two or whatever, but um, got the con Smythe, I believe it's called. I think it's typical. Uh, I don't. Joe could probably speak better to it than me, but I think it's a typical thing. I mean, you know why he got it? It's just he's. A, I mean, there's not much to talk about nationally with the NHL, and it's it's Crosby. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think he had it coming, man. I mean, the. It's one of those things that's just inevitable. It's Sidney Crosby. And it's also and the hey, whole play. This playoffs as a whole, is it not? I, I believe it is, right, for the entire playoffs? Is it? I was just going to ask. I yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's the whole playoffs. It's not just the Oh, then what the hell were people complaining about? He had the three of the game winner against the Lightning. I think he had the game-winning assist in all four Penguins uh, on all four Penguins game winners. Yeah, you get oh, caught, Cros- you get caught up awesome in that sometimes. But, yeah, it's just the playoffs as a whole. So I think it was hilarious because, you know, they went on the road. All the fans were booing him, and they were booing him real loud. And you could tell Gary Bettman was just – I mean, he probably had a chubby down in his pants that fucking Crosby got another ring. <laughs> the yeah. first half times. Yeah. He said chubby. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh man! So what? Else? I mean, I mean, basically the Sharks were a letdown. We were all we were all over the West Western Conference giving them props. We were saying every team besides the Wings were were soft and all that, and they got they got shown up. At first, I thought in the first couple of games, I thought the Penguins were just going to totally outclass them. The Sharks did show a little dignity by coming back and winning Game Five and making it close in in the elimination game. But overall, they just they were the worst team and the better team won. So well, you got to think too they. There were no other games were blowouts. You know, they, they won overtime game three. If the Sharks win an overtime game in Pittsburgh, uh, totally different series. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, For sure. So, I mean, you got the overtime factor in there. And, I mean, you, I, don't, I don't really believe you get lucky uh, in, in the finals as much. Um, there's two really good hockey teams. And, you know, whoever won overtime, you know, definitely deserved to win. But, uh, yeah, San, I don't know. San Jose might be back again next year. I don't know. They... They kind of got it like a good group together. Maybe like tweak it a little bit in, in their group. Maybe get another defenseman who can uh, move the puck. With, you know, with Burns there, but uh, you know, you're gonna see them at least in the conference final probably again next year. They, um, they did so. I actually found out some some things. I was watching some of the games with Conti, and uh, we were kind of doing our homework because uh, on Thornton and Marlowe, 
you know, Marlowe, I get that he's old and he's been in the league for so long, but did you know that he, you guys know that he was demoted, actually? He, uh, him and Thornton were both demoted. There were some locker room issues that went on with the Sharks, and it kind of showed. I know they got some young guys coming up, but I mean, that Thor- defenseman, I think it's Burns. Burns is good. Yeah, he's the, the, the Thornton and Marlowe just showed, they looked lifeless in a lot of those games. Thornton. There was no leadership, and I just, I, we looked into it, and sure enough, there it was. They were both demoted, you know, so. That was yeah, Marlowe's Mar- 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 almost that in game six, right after uh, faceoff, Crosby took a stick to the back of Thornton's leg. I did see that. I yeah. actually hate Thornton, so I'm glad that happened personally. I know Crosby's a little bit of a pain in the ass and kind of a pansy, but yeah, I hate Thornton as some well. Balls. Yeah, yeah Mar- you know, Marlowe's always been kind of gutless in the playoffs, man. I don't know what is what the deal is with Marlowe. The guy's like a number two overall pick back in the 90s, but you know, he, he uh, the, remember that Red Wing series where we, we were down 3-1, to one, we came back and uh, forced a game seven there? I do. I mean, wasn't it three dude, nothing? That, was it three? No, we were down. Yeah, we were down three nothing. Three nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was historic. Oh yeah, we were down three nothing, and then we came back and forced game seven. Marlowe was the guy in game five that went to cross check Datsuk and totally whiffed on Datsuk, and Datsuk sent it back to Lidstrom, and Lidstrom uh, scored that goal there. I mean, the the guy just Those you know. Days. I think a lot of times when you're in situations like this, when one team's been to the finals, like most a lot of players on the Penguins have been there before, and then you have a team that's never made it. That's that a good point. The Sharks have never been if there. If you look it at it, it's almost a Super Bowl this year. Carolina, Denver. Denver literally had lost. Was it two years prior to that they had lost? Yeah. Yep. Once you're there, you like they talk a lot about bowl games and stuff like that. Like Teams will go to the national championship, get blown out, then they come back the next year and win it. Like Sometimes you're just so happy to be there. It's almost like you're just there for the party and you don't really it's know. It like becomes a victory in itself. Yeah, right? you're just... Yeah, well, yeah. Sharks have been a points. playoff disappointment as long as I can remember. Literally, they just always burn on the playoffs. They finally made the uh, well, Cup final. Maybe Krasik's right, and next year will be their year. But hopefully, it's the Wings' year. But while we're talking about hockey, boys, we uh, that's a good transition. And uh, we had two deaths in the last two weeks, and one of them we'll start with relates to hockey, and it's big. It's number nine, Mr. man, hockey. Mister Hockey himself, number nine. And we got we got my pops in the house who uh, who lived through that kind of that era. So we're going to talk about Gordie Howe, man, because he's definitely a name that's worth uh, worth talking about. He lived a long life, but it's still sad when anyone that great dies. R.I.P. Number nine. That's a sad. That's a sad thing. And it definitely is worthy of this show, and it's a big part of hockey's this show. Uh, this show's heart. So I'm a little too hungover to do the research right now, but he might be the only father to play with his son. I think Cal Ripken did it in baseball, but in hockey, at least he might be the only father to play with his son. Yeah, you that's could hard be to right. do in a context board. What do you think about number nine passing away, JoJo? Ah, uh, it's a sad day. It's a really sad time. Um, you talk. You're talking about not just a hockey player, but an icon um, for the city of Detroit. You know, a you know his face is up everywhere. When you you know when you talk hockey and you think of the Red Wings and their history, I mean the first name that comes up when you think of history is Gordie Howe, and then and then you you know going to like Steve Eiserman and uh, Terry Sawchuk, uh, Ted Lindsay. But I mean, man, Gordie Howe is just. Anywhere, anywhere in the hockey world, everybody knows about it. Uh, you know, he, and he's he's one of those athletes too that you know, one of the greatest ever. You know, you, you think baseball back then, you know, Babe Ruth. Um, you know, basketball, I mean, you, you know, Will Chamberlain maybe. Um, hockey, Gordy Howe. You know. Yeah, and you know, um, we're not trying to bum anybody out again, guys out there in listener land. We're not trying to bum anybody out, but when something like this happens, it's worth. I mean, he deserves to to get some to get some recognition and stuff like that. I mean, I know Gretzky's the great one, but he Howe pretty much revolutionized the game. What I do find very ironic is he only has two Gordy Howe hat tricks in his career. 
That's yeah. Cool. I mean, he was just he was just a Gerard with the fun man. facts. What were you going to say over there, well, Johnny? You know, the the man. In addition to everything else, he was just a tremendous athlete. I, I don't know if there was another uh, hockey player in the history of the NHL that actually played the game, and certainly played the game at that level as a fifty-year-old man. Wow. You know, I mean, yeah. think about that. You know, usually by the time they hit 40, they're considered an old man. Yeah. You know, Joe, he was competing. He wasn't just out there as a ceremonial uh, player at the, when he came back. He was he was competing. That's a great point. Yeah. And Joe, you sent that. We got a group text going on for the show at RSF. And uh, Joe, you sent that picture of him. And man, did he. Did he have biceps on him? Those pipes on him were incredible. And that hat, uh, oh, looking yeah. by his face, that was, uh, that was later in his career, too. That was, I mean, it was in black and white because of the, the technology. But man, he had some arms on him, you know. And yeah, um, that, guy that just strong. speaks to what he was saying about the pen being an athlete. He had to be in his 40s, mid 40s when that picture was taken. And man, he well, had some biceps. I, I saw well, I saw Gordy play uh, many times. Speaking of Father's Day. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, that picture was taken. And I mean, those, those pipes were the real deal back when they didn't have the technology that we have and in, in working out now. I mean, that was the real deal. But my, my father took me to Olympia Stadium many, many times. How Delvecchio, yeah. Lindsay, Sawchuck. Uh, and awesome. uh, and it was just a, it was an era that's really never even even the Russian five didn't d- didn't uh, really approach the level that that uh, this man played the game because he wasn't out there being protected he wasn't just some kind of iconic goal scorer he was a badass and he would turn around and whip your ass and he could be a dirty player when he had to too. I've, I've seen some things. That's awesome. I'm truly yeah. envious that I we can't <laughs> see that. You know, the Olympia Stadium. It's the generations too, because you know, guys, you know, we're young and in shape and studs, but we're getting older too. So, like some of these kids I talk to, sometimes I talk about the Russian Five, and they're like, you know, oh yeah, I heard about that or whatever. So it's just it's great to just remember history, and when something like this happens, it's good. It's fun to just talk to it because you know you never know. Well, Another never fast know. fact is uh, they didn't count secondary assists when Howe played, so his point total, although it's like over a thousand less than Gretzky. Oh, it wow. could be a lot higher. I mean, I'm that's, sure you could go back and watch deal. all the games. Somebody's probably done it, but uh, and, and think well, about big. this. I was uh, I was at uh, I was actually at the Wings game when they retired Sawchuck's jersey, and they they went on and on about all the all the stats that he had racked up in his career. And I think perhaps this record still holds till today. He had the most consecutive starts as a goalie in the NHL. There was there was no and didn't he play like uh, wasn't he in the air like what they didn't really have masks or whatever they well played? that was the thing he didn't have so a so when they're, they're getting ready to retire his jersey and and I'm I'm into it I watched him play I'm remembering this down comes the screen and they start start to show the highlight uh, reel uh, of uh, you know some of his great saves and all this kind of stuff and there he is kind of just staring down. Uh, you know the the opponents no mask no helmet and less pads than an actual forward wears let alone a goalie today i mean these guys were just talk about leather helmets in football i mean there was no helmets and he had a full full set of teeth digging the historical perspective i wish we had john walker on every episode I'm, I'm group texting y'all a photo of Terry Sawchuck uh, <laughs> from the speak. from the cover of Time magazine. I know I want you to check this out. It's my uh, it's my background at work. Um, I mean, <laughs> he no, this die is, hard. Come on, background. Else, You're probably the only 27 year old in the world that has Terry. At Sawchuck. the same time, however, I'm not going to lie. Jockeys do no, this the is, hell out this of me. This is something else. This is something else, man. Take a look at this photo. I just sent it to you. This guy looks like Frankenstein, man. Uh, All right, let's get to our next yeah, issue. We got this thing is staring down Bobby Hull, uh, yeah. standing in net with with no protection whatsoever. Uh, you know, oh, with his face all cut up. I've seen this before. Uh, my uh, yeah. 
according to my dad, who was a Detroit cop and had uh, had access to the locker room, uh, you know, there was more than a little whiskey flowing, uh, you know, in between periods <laughs> back in the day. So, you know, they all had their form of pain relief, I guess. Yeah, that's just awesome. Let's move to the okay. So Gretzky's numbers were tighter in the whole NHL, I believe. Correct, Joe? Yep. They're talking yeah. about oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Gretzky even said himself, do you think they were, should retire nine for the whole NHL? Yes, no question. They should, but also we got to be careful. I mean, for Gordy, yeah, of course. But, uh, I mean, you know, you have to be – that just speaks to how truly great he actually is. He was such a good ambassador and stuff for the Because sport. you can't just go retire in numbers, you know, because there's only so many. But Gordy, yeah. He revolutionized I'm against the idea of, of, of uh, retiring numbers across the league at all. But since they did it for Gretzky, yeah. they've got to do it they, for Gordy. I just wish they would have yeah. done it with freaking uh, – How was alive? Yeah. I just, why, don't, why don't they just do you it? See his daughter at the U.S. Open, by the way? Paulina, mind the game. Gap, Gretzky? Jeez. Good genes, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with Paulina, mind the gap, Gretzky. The only weird thing about her, I think I said it when we were doing the booty bracket, was her face looks just like his, so at some point you're kind of just like you're banging making love to Hey, what's Gretzky. wrong with that, though? Uh, you know, you've been nice bank bank on a certain level. <laughs> Make a good hockey player. Okay, yeah. so do you guys want to do, you guys want to get, we got the NBA playoffs coming up next here. We got to transition into are we, that. Are we going to skip Dats? Are we going to skip Pavel? Oh, yeah. How could, we? On the How could we? Let's, well, do, let's do a I mean, short break and we'll go to Datsuk. Okay? Let's short break and we'll go to Datsuk? All right. RSF. All right, guys. RSF, we're back. Just a quick update. Um, halftime of the game. Golden State is up by 7. It's 49-42. So we'll have, some, we'll have some time to relax and get halftime talk going. But now we just talked about the passing of Gordy Howe. And we're going to transition over to Datsuk. Now, he did not die, but it feels like he did. He, um, he's going back to Russia, guys. So it's official now. It was, it was 99% sure for the last few months, but now it's 100. He's going back to Childa's daughter. Um, you know, so there's a lot of discussion to open up with that. He did get, a, he did get two rings, um, but a lot of people would argue that you know, his last great years here from you know, 2007 till, till present were a little bit of a letdown because we had two of the best – Datsuk definitely top five in the world, and Zetterberg top twenty five in the world. At one point, we had like two of the so. top ten players. We had the best Sweden play, Swedish player in the league, and we had the best Russian player. And they're well, Zetterberg might as well way. be gone. You know my thoughts on Zetterberg. He, he might as well be gone, and Datsuk's gone. So let's get into it, Joe. Why don't you start it off? Well, um, I feel like, I feel like the question is inevitable from you, Frankie. Um, you know, on on why he's moving everything and. Um, for family reasons, and I, I go back, I can't remember the pitcher's name uh, from the White Sox. But remember, we were talking about his son being around the dugout and everything. And right, right. Um, man, it's just the importance of family and not being uh, around them. I think turned on thirteen million dollars. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's just the the guy. The guy just wanted to go home, man. I, I respect it. He, he served us well here. He never he never wanted to leave. He never tried to talk to another team. He was loyal to the Red Wings. He, you can't ask anything else of the guy. He's getting old. His play is deteriorating. He's getting hurt. He's, he's beat up, man. He went to two ankle surgeries last summer. So, um, you know, th- th- thanks, Datsuk, for all the, the hard work and the great games. And I think he taught the youth in, in, our, uh, in, in our team uh, a, a good lesson about hard work and, um, and, and bringing it every night. But, uh, but now, now we have to answer. We have to answer uh, – with uh, making a big move this summer, You're like Holland's gonna have to get aggressive, man. He's gonna have to trade that fucking contract, and he's gonna have to uh, make a move for Stamkos. 
I agree with all that. The thing that the thing that does suck, and everything you said is true, and it, there's no yeah, way you well can, said, Joe. yeah, well said. There's no way you can argue it. The thing that sucks though is you see it with with we've talked about it a little bit before, but you see it with Yager. But Datsuk had that ability, even though his skills were diminishing, like you said, he had the innate skill level to where even though he wasn't as fast as he used to be and obviously wasn't as high volume he knew exactly where to put it how to put it and he could still compete i mean you there is no doubt he could compete for a couple more years to come and be a very productive player not just a role player productive on the red wings and that's what sucks to see him go but family everything you said was was spot on but that's the thing that that really gets me the most it was all good but He's still got a little left. It's not like we're seeing with uh, a completely dry tank with Datsuk. He's going to go over to Russia and have some fun with whoever gets him in the KHL or wherever he decides to ride it out into the sunset is going to be real happy Not with to him. mention the fact that his American dollars are worth infinitely oh, more Oh, he's a god. There. He's I mean, a he's god He's got over enough there. money. Why take the chance <laughs> Good of breaking for him. your neck or something like that? He's got yeah. nothing to prove. Prettiest skater, most creative player I've ever seen the in magician. all the years that I watch hockey. The Just creative. The magic man. He made up moves that looked like they were Olympic uh, figure skating. I mean, just unbelievable. It's amazing. Athlete. But Joe, you bring it. You bring it up, man. And you, your conclusion was the most spot on. Is that what are we going to do now? Because what I said before with the, you know, with the with the letdown, and it was you got a top five in the world player, and he's gone now. It's the same thing that we're, we'll talk about the Lions another day. But it's the same thing, kind of with the Lions, but a different thing. You're losing one of the best players, and what are we going to do to answer? Ah, it, it, it addresses the Red Wings. The dead suits. It's gone. time for the Red Wings to put up a shot. They either trade their talent that's supposed to be so good in Grand Rapids, or just bring them up and play them and see what happens. Damn right. If I see a second round this- elimination, I'm going to play f- jump off first a round elimination. But- first round. Hey, look, you're, you're going poking in, man. They they did a lot of sitting this year, and if they're that valuable, man, I'm sorry. Like Stamkos is definitely worth it. Get those two and that that's your contract down to Arizona, and and tell tell Stamkos whatever he wants, he's got it. We'll fucking we'll, we'll pay him ten million. We'll buy him a jacuzzi in the new rink. It'll be called the Stamkos Jacuzzi if that's what he wants. Get his ass to Detroit. Maybe, man. I, I I love your enthusiasm and your passion. I just I don't know, man. All the stuff I've seen, I just don't think he's going to come here. But I I'm hope so. Sure he's going to end up in Toronto. Or I hope so. He's going to end up with our boy uh, Babcock in Toronto. Uh, well, so I look at it this way: Toronto and Buffalo. Babcock. They both they both have one, the one and two pick, I think. So they're they're going to get two more high profile forwards, and they already got you know a couple from from previous years. So they have to look you know five years down the road. They're going to have to pay all these other guys. Uh, big time contracts when they get to be under, you know restricted free agents. Um, Tampa Bay to re-sign them that, that that's great and all, but in the next two years they have their two other best forwards, their best defenseman, and their starting goalie they have to pay as well. So and they did uh, make it pretty far in the playoffs without Stamkos. Yeah, that that's that's the big reason too. When I saw that, I was like, ooh, Tampa Bay's an incredibly so sure well put together team. Stevie Y did a great they job are. on there. Well, he Drew, came from Drew a good and, place. Drew had a great he playoff too, him. man. Drew might be the, through the next guy though. Those pay his ass. And, uh, and let Stamkos walk. So Who knows? But the bottom line is that it's sad Datsuk's gone, but as far as the Red Wings going, we, we, if we had more time, we're going to be talking about the Red Wings for forever. But, um, yeah, they got a lot of, lot of questions to answer and a lot of, uh, a lot of pedigree to live up to. So I mean, that's that. The fucked up thing about the contract, though, is Datsuk's always said he wanted to go to Russia and give Russia at least two good years of yeah, him Yeah, we playing. knew it was coming. And, like, we should have planned out the contract better where we would do, like uh, – Almost like how LeBron James signs a one-year deal and just keeps signing one-year deals or something like that. We should have worked out something with him. Like, so whenever you want to leave. So yeah, we, we should have just did a one-year deal and kept extending it. Like just one year like uh, 
like Izzo's and D'Antonio's contracts are like that at state. Like, if they want to come back, they just get like it just renews every year. It's like a renewing contract, something like that. Versus, because Dadzik was never going to go anywhere else. Like, I don't think he was ever really that comfortable here in America, personally. Besides when he was on the ice, no, the red they, they bleeped up, man. I don't, you know, I don't like cursing on the air. They they messed up. You know, they they know it, and that's why we talked about Holland being on the, on the hot seat. You I know? don't. We, we gotta move on. To the NBA, we gotta move on. We the, it'll come later, guys. But we, we gotta get to the, the NBA. Episode. But I do want to say, what the hell were we thinking by not freaking annexing or whatever you call it with the. Franz's contract when they had the shot. At I'm not even going to come. Like, I don't. Man. Get, what I ain't getting into that's Franz. A, that's a tough today, one. He's, the concussion issues, man. Gosh, yeah. I think Franz would still be a good contributor. I mean, you're talking 25 goals a year. That's still a pretty good contribution. A big forward. Um, man, if if he if he would have been healthy the last couple of years in the playoffs, it might have been a different story. I'm too busy in my life right now to talk about Franz, and I'm turning my mic off till the NBA guys. I'm not kidding. Okay, NBA no. is right now. Hey, we, we have we have to draft next week, and we'll talk more hockey. Let's next go. Uh, to the NBA before the second half starts, I want to put this out there because we're going to talk about Day Day suspension. Draymond Green in the first half, Draymond Green had 22 points, five assists, six rebounds, two steals, was eight for ten shooting, five for five from three. The Warriors have ten total three, so he's half the Warriors three, and he's one for one on free throws. Slow down, Golden State over here, wins buddy. this. We got a. Uh, NBA Finals MVP from the basically, Michigan State University. Basically, what Gerard just did there was talk a bunch of just really fast and in his way of promoting a state player in Day Day. Okay, and Krasik, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to settle this guy down over here because I see his pants just rising up, his boners getting bigger and bigger <laughs> over here. Well, Steph Curry is nine, but the rest of the Warriors' entire team is eighteen. So Draymond Green personally is outscoring his own team besides Steph Curry. Well, there's even, talk, there's even talk of LeBron James, the real champion around here, uh, even win or lose, getting the MVP. What the hell was the last time LeBron James got a ring? Well, he's got two of them. How many has Day Day got? One, about half, to have half, two? Half of that. Well, this is getting confrontational. This isn't the Draymond Green show. If you want to talk about the Golden State Warriors game seven versus the Cleveland Cavaliers, feel free, Gerard. If you want to lead the I'll discussion, go ahead. This isn't Day Day theater. I mean, we can talk about the series all we want, but I mean, as soon as Golden State won the two games, everybody got in their bandwagon. Oh, no way Cleveland wins. And then it's. All right, well, uh, at least we got some heat going on. We were all agreeing, singing Kumbaya finally. Well, okay, if you want to talk about the series, let's talk about momentum, okay? Yeah, they're up by seven at half. The last two games, LeBron James has put 40 plus up. And they've won the last yeah, two games. Yeah, it was games. really easy to put 40-plus up without Golden State's best rim protector out there. Biggest bullshit well, he suspension I've kick, ever seen. He Dude, shouldn't kick people in the nuts. How can you upgrade a foul? You shouldn't step over somebody. The, okay, the NBA so, knew what was going to happen if Draymond Green played Game 5. It would have been done in five games. They need the advertising money. Gerard's like that guy that with the tinfoil over his head living in a trailer out in the woods. You know, all these conspiracy theories. What do you mean the NBA? Ben McAdoo was What does that playing? mean? The NBA. What? The, what, what do you mean? The this NBA? Guy, this guy's lack of sleep. He's delusional. Silver? He's delusional. Dude, the, the facts are the facts. LeBron James it's, has it's a 12, game 5, seven. 8, by the way. It's a game seven. The NBA didn't want it to his. be a game seven. The I just, just want to say something real quick. Go I ahead. Just say something. Please. A, a, after game six, after Cleveland won, there was like this post-game concert and this party. So so two things on that. Number one, the uh, the post-game party is probably like the one time I've ever wanted to go to Cleveland because that looked like a banging party. But two, Dude, Cleveland it's sucks. like... What if they what if they had lost? Like, what do you do with the stage, man? Like, there was this huge like it's like they were like you know anticipating it, but man, like what do you what do you do with all that stuff if they lose? Like, well, according to Jerry, they knew so they were going to win. Home. So I mean, there, there was no doubt. According to Gerard, this well, man I to mean, my right. You know Look, guys, let me just throw this out there. This whole NBA postseason has been replete with dramatic comebacks. So these what are, what are they down by seven right now? 
You know, that's I'm true. saying look for a run. Oh, yeah, that's true. Look for a run. Let, you know, a warrior doesn't, and, and Captain Joe, you know this better than anybody, a warrior doesn't boast when he's putting his armor on. He boasts when he's taking it off. So I, I think we got another half that of was basketball poetic. to play. There is a lot of basketball, and this, game, oh, this might as well be I tied. Like this might as well be, boom. This might as well be tied uh, right now. It's a, it's a great game, what? but you know, let's, 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 let's talk about this. Listen, fairness, there's a right? man card at stake here. LeBron has to. I mean, he has to win. He, he has to. He, you know, right. he took his talents to South Beach. Thing. He came back to Cleveland. He wants to be the hometown hero. A bunch hero. of sissies too coming back to Cleveland just accepting him with open arms. I mean, I would do the same thing if you want to come to Detroit, but. God, yeah, Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers did it, and then he wanted to come back to Green Bay, whatever you root for them, no one knows why. But yeah, I'm sure you would take your boy back to if, if people were burning his. Yeah, jersey. Aaron Rodgers would never leave because he's not. Do you a remember coward. how much? Are, are are you old enough to remember how much we hated Chris Chelios until he came to Detroit? No, that was a little bit before my time. But my dad always talks about that. I remember. Oh, we that. hated him. Uh, we loved to hate him, and we embraced him with open arms when he came back. And of course. Cleveland doesn't have a whole lot to embrace. I spent a week there one night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. No, but seriously, guys. Tony's feeling is killing it. Tony might be getting replaced, you know? Yeah, I think we're about to fire. I don't even even see soccer on the fucking show. Yeah, no soccer. Good jokes. We don't hear heavy breathing. We're talking hockey. We're talking All right, all right. right. Still my brother. Still blood. Let's start. We're back to Chelios, man. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Chelios reference in the NBA section couldn't get better, guys. But, uh. Oh, man. No, the one thing about the Warriors, two of their losses, they just came out absolutely flat, and then they closed it to one game seven, one game eight points. But in game six, they scored nine points. I don't – Golden State, for as good as they are at shooting, it takes a little while to get hot, but their offensive sets are nowhere near as good as they used to be. Like earlier this season, last year, they're not really running plays as much as just yeah, – They're a little oh, banged up right now. The Cavaliers are two from 20 outside the paint. Woo! That's not good. Seven points, though, man. Seven points. That, that's that's two three-pointers. Yeah, the, fact that, the fact that they only have one three is actually kind of scary. They're showing LeBron right now. He's, He's only got, got his 12. game face on, man. LeBron's coming back for the second half. Nothing LeBron. but determination here. On the radio around here this week, they're talking about you kind of got to root for LeBron now to pull it off. And what what notion is that? So at the beginning of the series, you don't want LeBron James to win, but because he's about to make the, the greatest comeback ever in NBA history, now you got to root for him? Makes no sense. I don't yeah, know. I, I, it makes sense to me because I've been rooting for him ever since. I mean, it's funny to say you can, you'll laugh all you want, but ever since he took his talent to South Beach, I've been rooting for him, and he went two and two there. I was sad when he lost the first one. I was sad when he lost the last one. So I mean, I, at least I'm a loyal bandwagon. All these Golden State fans that come out of nowhere. I mean, I'm not saying you. I, I'm not saying you, but I'm just saying yeah, there's there, a I, lot of I them get out it, there. There's a lot of Golden State. I mean, I really like Golden State when they had Baron Davis. That's when I started liking them. They had sick jerseys when I was a kid. Obviously, I'm not a big Golden State fan. Yeah, well, there's uh, people out there all of a sudden. Steph Curry's their boy when they didn't even know who he was. Uh, you know, I actually missed year. an opportunity to see Steph Curry play when he's at Davidson versus Wisconsin. Jimmy went, uh, my college roommate. But yeah, there's a siren. Sorry, I was go. paying attention to the game, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we're getting, the game is back on. Sorry for the little delays there, people. But, I mean, the game, we've already made our predictions. There's only so much to say. Basically, I mean, we took two weeks off, so we could have been going game by game and breaking crazy things down. But it was a crazy series. It looked like Cleveland was all out. They came back, I and now it's just at a deadlock. OKC, we got a game seven. That's, what they're, that's the why they play game seven. The OKC Golden State were a little bit better than these because game five was pretty much a Cavaliers blowout. Game six was Cavaliers blowout. Game four was a good game. 
Games one and two were Golden State blowouts. Game three was a Cleveland blowout. There's not a lot of blowouts in the series going back and forth. Good shot, Clay. Anyone, anyone who watches or listens to this show, I'm assuming knows what happened. And they, we all, they have our take on it. I think, I mean, this, we got to move on. We'll get, maybe we'll have the results, but maybe we won't. The game's on right now, so we're going to move oh, on. Oh, this to, show's going to end by the time the fourth quarter starts. We're going to... Um, Bean, chicken, and bump cake. I do want to touch a little <laughs> bit. We don't have our, we don't have our house... Uh, UFC, give, give me the, give me that, please. But all right, well, we all are bowing at you. We don't have Tony in the house, but yeah, I, mean, uh, I am kind of our resident expert on UFC. Thank you, Tony. Loser. <laughs> but but we uh, we don't have Tony here. But we, the, the UFC one ninety nine was a big deal. We got two hundred coming up. Uh, we'll touch on that a little bit next. All right, we're back. And uh, sorry about being a little distracted last segment. We got this. We got a shootout going on here in the game, but um, we're gonna be professionals about this. Uh, we did have UFC 199, okay, and uh, we got a new middleweight champion, and it's Michael Bisbing, and he was the fourth, uh, the fourth ranked competitor in the division. He took the fight on two weeks' notice, and he knocked out Luke Rockhold, who was uh, people were saying he was the next big thing. He was the champion, and it was definitely an underdog beating beating the favorite. No one thought it was possible. Um, we're just going to touch on that real quick because I thought it was amazing. He was ten to one as an underdog and all of a sudden all these people were just acting like Michael Bisping had no shot and I was shocked because I'm not even the house UFC expert and uh I know who Michael Bisping is and he's he's a tough ass Brit and uh he showed it and Luke Rockhold just looked like a uh, not himself I think these fighters taking short uh Diaz did it with uh McGregor and then now we have Bisping doing it I think that uh people are gonna stop if the other person drops out I think they're gonna start, start dropping out now too because uh it seems like on the short notice, the underdog always has the advantage because what, they have nothing to lose. You know, Bisping that's, was that's what swing. Bisping said. Yeah, he said, I just came in fresh and like training camps can be long eight weeks and there's a lot of up and downs and emotions. And he just said, I came in there and swung. And Luke Rockhold was on with all the pressure. Yeah, Rockhold's already beat Bisping, so there might be a rematch on the line. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm personally hoping for we see a little Hendo versus Bisping for the belt personally. That's after he- yeah. Henderson's knockout. Because, I mean, all the contenders are hurt right now. And I hate just giving a rematch to somebody if you get knocked the fuck out. You know what I mean? Well, the big thing, that because I've been actually uh, following UFC more and more because I'm really looking forward to 202 and 200. But um, the big thing is, uh, what people don't realize, is one of the biggest supporters the UFC has is, I believe it's called Globo. Tony would, I wish Tony was here, actually, for this. But Globo. And that's out of Brazil. And uh, with Silva being too old now, and who the hell knows what's up with Jose Aldo, Brazil, uh, Brazil needs a champion. So they're talking about... Uh, then again, I wish I did my homework a little more, guys. But there's a gentleman that's uh, that's up on the coming. He's a Brazilian fighter, and they're talking about him being the uh, number one contender for the middleweight after one fight. So that's what I've heard. That's the that's the scoop I got. We don't have Tony, but he'd know what I was talking about. I get what you're saying. I think I've heard of that. I can't think of his Lobo. name. Right now. I could yeah. That's pull it up company, on a computer, yeah. but I'm way too lazy right now. But yeah, Bisbing. I mean, you guys can talk about Not it. Lazy you Jerry, you're nervous. Yeah, he is nervous. He's nervous. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a tie game. Joe, did you did you happen to see the card highlights or watch any of that? I mean, it's, we don't have. This is not the biggest deal in the world, guys. On a side, Rockhold no, doesn't really look I, like a fighter to me, man. Yeah, he looks like a dad that would be on Baywatch. He looks like a fitness model, but if you watch his first, <laughs> no, he does. He looks like a fitness model, but uh, his first few fights, he, I mean, he uh, took down Weidman, who beat Silva. We all know he looked like a freaking badass, but. Um, Man, he did. He just was fighting like a, with his hands down, and he got knocked up. I mean, if you you saw the knockout, his head was banging around like a ping pong ball. So good for Bisping. I like Bisping. Uh, I don't, usually don't like British people. Uh, when Guida got knocked out, and when uh, whoever, <laughs> seriously, whoever <laughs> really Henderson don't. knocked out, 
the knockouts were so cold and clean that when the guys came to and the ref was trying to break it up, they grabbed the ref's leg because they were so out of it, which I have never seen before, personally. It probably happens all the time. I just don't pay attention. But it's crazy to see that these guys are getting knocked out so intensely when they they literally don't know who they're fighting when they come back. Yeah, it's a wonder. Well, some, I was going to say it's a wonder no one has died yet, but they did. that just happened over in Ireland. Uh, McGregor's died. training partner, the he died. One weird thing about the UFC is like in boxing, when you, we're about to get to Ali, so it's a nice little segue. But there you go. When you knock somebody down, like you let them get it. And the UFC, you knock somebody out, you literally jump on top of them and just fucking Henderson was just drop raining elbows on this guy's face at the end of the match. Like, it was awesome. At some point, they got to amend those rules where like if you go down, like, I get it. It's a KO, but God, they got to be like punch him in the chest or something. It's up to the ref. Yeah, that's what I know. And the people have recovered. What's his, uh, actually Henderson almost got knocked on the first round and he recovered, but it's just like, God, these people are just on the ground. Just pretty brutal. Yeah, that's they got those gloves. They know what they're signing up for, though. That's that, the thing. That is true. Dude, it's the ultimate gladiator sport. And I'm, I'm telling you guys, we'll talk about this as it comes. It's going to be in August. But, well, July 9th, 200 is going to be a great card. We're going to talk about that one probably next week or the week after or both. But uh, 202, we're going to get into a lot of UFC stuff. We'll get Tony back in here. Um, it's going to be awesome. But good transition. Speaking of fighting, yeah, we're is move the, on to another that. death, guys. Another death. Uh, we got John in the house to talk about this, but Muhammad Ali passed again. Another old legend. Um, he was sick. He had Parkinson's, but he's he's dead. He's deceased. So what's what's up with that? I guess what's up? Uh, we're gonna throw it over to John because he got to see him fight live. We only really got to watch replays. Yeah, take this one over. You were there. Well, listen, un- undeniably, and and Time Magazine named him the greatest athlete of the 20th century, and and rightfully so. The man was a tremendous athlete. He was a he was a man of strong character. Whether you believe in uh, his politics or not, he he uh, he stuck to his guns, and and he stood for what he believed. It cost him his title at one point in his career. It cost him several years of his the prime of his life, and uh, and and he stuck it out. I've got to admit, uh, as a as a young kid, I was rooting for Frazier, you know. I, I and so I'm not gonna I got to be true to myself. But as I as an adult. In retrospect, I have nothing but mad respect for the guy. I, I don't know if you uh, if you saw that one. I mean, the rope dope is kind of famous, but I had never pr- particularly seen that one uh, uh, sequence where he's in the, he's in the corner against the turnbuckle, grabs hold of the ropes, and dodges like in ten seconds something like twenty one punches, and and never raised his hands once in a championship fight. He was the fastest. The most athletic, the most entertaining, and and, uh, and the funny guy. You know the, that whole thing with Howard Cosell. Talk about Jerry Howard um, uh, about historical perspective. Um, I think I was maybe twelve years old. My friends and I w- went to the local cinema. You know, they, it wasn't like Imagine Frank. They didn't have like three hundred theaters. There was two, but we watched the uh, the the rematch live in black and white on closed circuit television. I think we paid five bucks so so talk talk about how how things have changed you know that was the high-tech solution i want to watch ufc 200 at a a theater that'd be sick yeah Yeah, that's good perspective but but, you know our rip he lived a good life he died a good death and uh you gotta love the man for sure the one thing i wanted to add on to that is that he all the things that he stood up for and and the, the stuff like that but uh, the big thing is what we see now, the stuff that entertains us with the UFC, like Conor McGregor, 
Uh, Chael Sonnen, my boy, was great at it. All this hype and build up and talking smack and going out and backing up. Muhammad Ali, from my recall, is the one that started all that. He was the one that was the true entertainer, and people should be proud to emulate what they're doing now because before then it was just a couple guys brooding. Now he, it's the he invented hype. that stuff. He, he brought up entertainment, and people now. I'm not sure this if he day, was he'll live on for that forever. To say it, but one of my favorite quotes: "You ever dream of beating me? You better wake up and apologize." Yeah, that's Ali, man. He he'll live on. I mean, no, no. I mean, I would like to. We got a long life to live still, but I mean, his name when he died, pit me. He made the news. It's just people, crazy the whole world. At one point, he was just hated, and now everybody acts like Terry Foster is the one that actually pointed it out. Uh, one of the local radio hosts around here, but. Everybody asks, like, Ali's whole life he was respecting this great person. It's not and, true. And it's not true at all. He was one of the most hated people at one point. And now looking back, because the Vietnam War was yeah, so messed all up. People want to take it out of at the time, that was a very, very divided topic. Uh, the country was very divided. You were either, you know, flower child and, and holding up the peace sign, or, or you were totally on the, on the right wing of things. And so, uh, like I said, you know, love him or hate him, he stood for what he believed in, even when it cost him a lot. But you're right, Jerry. I mean, he was not loved. You know, I'll, I'll say it. It's There's Father's Day. I can't lie. My dad hated him. He, he refused to call <laughs> he him. He still called name. him Cassius Clay. Cassius Clay <laughs> to the yeah, day yeah. he died. Shout out to the racists out there. <laughs> <laughs> not that racist. there's anything that's not racist. He just didn't, you know. He just said it was a different time, people. It was a different era. But I just don't. We don't support that in the show. There are people that say that when they purposely were going to actually put Ali on the front lines, but I don't believe that because like, Alva signed up, cut his hair, did all that crap. Did he go to the Korean War or World War Two? I would. Or did he go to I Vietnam? Don't I don't know. I anyway, no Alva went over and served, but he got like some cupcake thing in Germany. I'd imagine that's what they're going to do for Ali. I couldn't imagine they were going to put the heavyweight champ of the world. He's got to be close to too tall to be on the front lines and pick him off in two seconds. Yeah. It's just, I mean, at the time. But yeah, you know how people are nowadays. They want to claim all that stuff. He was known for talking smack and telling you he was going to kick your ass. I get why people hated him because Ted Williams signed up to go fight. You know, he's one of the best baseball players in the world. He gave some of his best years. And Ali got drafted, it wasn't his choice. I get you don't want to go over there and die. Like, I got no problem with the Viet Cong. But at some point, like, the reason why you're rich and famous. I, I see both sides of all I'm saying, but I. All, all I was saying is that he was willing to give all but, that up. No, yeah, which you is know, absolutely he didn't, incredible. He didn't kowtow, uh, like I said, anybody. and 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 a, and a lot of a lot of people didn't disagree. Uh, you know, we've we've got a, a warrior, Joe. Thanks for your service to our country. I'm sure you've got some some feelings on that. But uh, you know, all I'm saying is you got to respect the guy because he could have lost his entire career. They let him back, but they he didn't know they were going to do that. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible to have that much faith in, like, or faith. I don't think I believe in anything enough that I would just give up everything I had worked my whole life for. Exactly. I, I don't think. What I did I he have, have to fall back on? Maybe, maybe a comedian. You know. <laughs> what do you think, Joe? Uh yeah. You know, it's 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 tough being uh, being a service member and then you know seeing a guy right right not dodge the draft and stuff. So I mean, you know, I I like. Like John, like you said, you got to respect the guy. Incredible athlete, one of the most famous boxers of all time. I mean, the, the next one after him is probably uh, Mike Tyson. Um, but I mean, the, the guy he he had like the ultimate wars with uh, Joe Frazier. Uh, those those fights were awesome. Um, you know, George the, the fight with George Foreman was great. Um, he he beat some really good fighters. And I love he, Joe's. He him. Joe's he, he just such a respectful out. guy. He, you asked him about the military part, he threw it in. He said, oh, right. he kind of gave you a distance himself, right. but he gave him props. Or was that? Absolutely. Joe, you are a good man. That's why good we man. love you to death. But I mean, No pun intended. Know. Sorry, no pun intended. Hey, for what it's worth, 
Uh, my dad said Jake LaMotta would have whipped all their asses. So, you know. <laughs> it just, yeah. The one thing that always – Spinks took a dive in that fight versus Ali. <laughs> like, he, that's, that's 100%. He took a dive. That's one thing that really tarnishes his legacy, in my opinion. Everybody talks about it. You probably would have lost if Spinks didn't take that dive. I'm not saying he wouldn't have made it to a world champion. But everybody acts like, you know, it was this great fight. Spinks didn't even get hit, and he just laid down. Oh, Jerry with the tinfoil hat. No, that that one is true. I, I'm with you on that one. I've did. I've seen. The, I mean, I've seen it. I've it seen it in slow. Me, I've seen it in well, slow mo. Spinks was a crackhead. You know. <laughs> okay, so what, what we're gonna do? Uh, rest Just in peace. Saying. Rest in peace. R.I.P. R.I.P. Ali. Uh, but Jerry uh, demanded we talk about the U.S. Open. We're gonna do the Tigers two minutes, and we're gonna watch some basketball, guys. So we take a quick, quick break. And then we're going to finish it up. And then Tony's and we've got a new sponsor that we're going to introduce, oh, we're going to introduce after this sponsor. break. Tony's not here to pay the bills. We're going to take a quick break. RSF. Welcome back, folks. This portion of the Revolutionary Sports Front brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Mark's Mobile Welding in Brownstown Township. Uh, guys, i got to tell you, if you need anything to do with metal, you need a boat repair, aluminum, you need something fabricated, you've got a motorcycle that needs a part, or a, a weld, a trailer, whatever it is, this guy is unbelievable. Frank, you're my witness. I, have you ever seen anything that this man can't fix that's made of metal? Not a thing. All right. In the 734, it's 282-9393. Wendy's going to answer the phone. She's got a real bad attitude. Give her some shit <laughs> and tell her the boys from RSF sent you, and, uh, and you want to uh, get your shit fixed by Mark. He's a badass. And yeah. thanks for your support, Mark. He's definitely a badass. Thanks, Mark. All right, let's on with the show. We're just doing a little quick thing Back in the U.S. You, Open. Jared. I'm really glad Dustin Johnson finally got a major. He has a great stroke, really bad putting game, but that works at Oakmont because the greens are so fast and nobody can putt there. But what's really just upsetting to me is in the fifth hole, he goes to line up a putt. The ball starts to roll backwards, and like he has the hand eye to pull his putter so he doesn't hit the ball. Then he has the judge right there. He says, hey, I didn't touch it. Like, is this a stroke penalty? What do I got to do here? The judge says, oh, you didn't touch it. That was natural. Gravity took it down. You're good to go. Then on the 12th, they approach him when he's up one and say, you may or may not be docked a stroke at the end of the match. And they tell everybody else is on the 12th. And mind you, he's up one. So he could be tied or he could be up one. And in golf, if you're up one, you're going to play safe. You're going to do things a lot differently. It just, I can't believe the USGA would do something like that. It's an absolute travesty and a sham and a mockery of the whole sport of golf. It's supposed to be a gentleman's game, and they honestly kind of ruined four holes. And the Fox announcing crew sucks dick, too. I'm with you there. It was a bad, bad crew. Joe like, Buck Joe shouldn't Buck be doing golf. Three, you got to have Nick Faldo out there. I don't know what the, when they try to explain the rule, it's some crap like uh, if there's enough evidence that maybe or may not the player have touched it, then like. It doesn't have to be exact, but you give him the stroke because it used to always be a stroke. <clears throat> it was uncomfortable to watch. I watched, I watched the whole thing and live. The rules, the whole thing that you just said was completely Not only was it uncomfortable and out of line. Like, knowing that was going on was uncomfortable because they kept talking about it, which is just, I don't It became yeah. the whole show. show. It became the whole show, and it was, they, they wanted it to be this big, dramatic thing, and, and good, for, good for Dustin Johnson for coming out and winning by, what was it, four or five strokes, and it didn't even matter. But if it were to like, matter, I think that? it should be looked at. It, it should be looked at. For sure, but he went and showed them so good that he won. Oh, they did dock him the stroke. They did dock him a stroke. So yeah, it could have been a big role, I mean, and it was a bad job because it could have. blew it today. What, what, what is that, man? You may or may not be docked a stroke. Right? That, that's a total mental. That's, 
Oh, yeah, Rory exactly. Is Dustin Johnson yeah, what is, what is with isn't that? necessarily always down with that whole click, like the Rory, Ricky, Jordan Spieth, like the young kids, and Rory really isn't even in it anymore. You know, can you just picture that? Take that scenario of what he got told and apply it to anything. It's like, oh, you're about to go do something. Yay, your wife may or may not be cheating, uh, sleeping with the neighbor. But you know, just go do this. We'll, apply we'll that to anything. We'll let you go down the line. Yeah. Just do We anything. know what we're going to do, but we're going to tell you. Or that. And then just go send someone off. I mean, God, golf's hard enough as it is, guys. I mean, seriously. Seriously. Yeah, yeah you're like, right. Take, you're, you're about to take a penalty shot. It's like, hey, we may or may not count this. It's literally like being shot. a hacky, so, being so a 4 3, you, and then when the buzzer hits, being like, oh, by the way, it's really 3 3. You guys are going to play overtime. You know, it's, and like, anything you apply it to, it's just ridiculous. And it, golf just makes it even worse because it's, it's the ultimate it's mental. Nice game. Of winning, though, because Dustin Johnson oh, yeah. had some so real struggles. Thinking. He has the grounded club at uh, Beth Page Black, I believe. And then last year, he three putted when he could have. Two putted for a playoff with Jordan Speed. It's just nice to see him win one. It just I can't believe the mental focus it took to get through there. And he put up an absolute beauty on 18 to remove all doubt. It was awesome. His wife's hot. That he is. does blow. He won the U.S. Open. I mean, what could He's be a better? real role model. What could be better? Exactly. He's a role model. So, so guys, so what, <laughs> you know, really the question is, what's the solution? Do you think that now we got to pull the instant replay uh, in, in, the, in the video review into golf? Well, the thing is, they were looking at it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, but the, so gonna, make a call. Yeah. Don't yeah, wait till the end of the game. Make yeah. a call one the way, way or the other. The way they were playing at the beginning, they were pretty bunched up from how they were going off. With Because uh, some of the power fours were shorter, so you could go long with your driver and try to make it there in one have an eagle putt. They literally could have just, but after he made the putt, they said it wasn't strong. be like, okay, we're going to go review it, Dustin. Like, take a two-second break. Right. We'll, or, like, if you, you want to hit, hit. We'll let you know if the hole, whether or not you're getting docked a stroke. Like, to say we may do at the end makes no sense. If anything, you shouldn't say shit. Right, and then you you're then right. you prance yeah. the rule. Strategic decisions to be made depending on whether you're four strokes up or three. That's a big deal when you get to that level. They put the rule guy on TV, and he looked like he just farted or something. Like, <laughs> seriously, they put him on the TV, and he's trying to explain the rules, and it's the most uncomfortable thing. With Joe Buck of all people, every listener that is out there on this that we have on RSF know that Joe Buck shouldn't be doing golf. But they pranced the guy out there, and it was just uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they also right. on the crew they had one woman, which I mean, there's not that many women sports announcers. I get it. But, like, every once in a while they go to a hole and she'll be like, oh, he had a nice four-liner up here. And she talks all quiet. And it was like, <laughs> it made no sense. Like, all of a sudden, they didn't segue to her. Like, they'd be talking. And all of a sudden, it was like they cut the guy's mics and they went straight to. Uh, well, they didn't even let women in clubhouses until, like, 10 years actually, ago. Actually, they just took uh, that old. They took <laughs> they one off. In, they took, <laughs> it's uh, true. In Scotland, that one famous course, they just took them off the British Open uh, rotation because they won't let women in. Yeah, there was a lot of golf courses. They wouldn't let women or minorities. I remember yeah. the last president Augusta. Of, at Augusta, Augusta, the last president was like, I don't know about you, but I golf to get away from my wife. I'm not going to let women in. But then, you know, politics let them in. I don't get why they don't have their own golf clubs. Yeah, we love women on this Separate show. but equal, right? Separate but equal. Jeez. You're, you're digging a hole, man. Where, where are we going with that? Yeah, guys. Get, out. get so, out, man. Dustin Johnson with the win. The, the rule didn't matter, but I think we can all agree that um, they should definitely do something about that and take a look at it. I think we, sure. could, we should all agree that Jerry needs to give a live score update of the basketball. Uh, game, 70 right? to 63 Golden State. Draymond Green is not playing well in the second half. That's why whoa, 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 whoa. You just lied on the air. What? It's Se- Cleveland's winning, buddy. Yeah, oh, Cleveland. I said it wrong. There's a lot of shit yeah. going on here. We're going to get some in the fourth quarter. Gosh. I'm hungry. This guy's seesaw on his way from Washington. No. So what we're saying is the seven points just went in the other direction. Thank you very much. From Washington. Oh, there's a whole fourth right, quarter. Man. Seven points. I mean, that don't mean anything in basketball. Doesn't. Nothing. Okay. 
So that's the U.S. Open. We're going to do our Tigers two minutes only because we have to. And uh, we're going to pay some bills. And we're going to watch the game in peace, boys. RSF, short break. All right, guys, we're back. And uh, like I said before the break, we're obligated to do the Tigers two, mi- two minutes. It might not even be that today. The only one of us qualified to speak on said Tigers is Joe. And here's our Tigers two minutes. Five, four, three, two, one, go. All righty, folks. For the last three games, the Tigers against the Royals, they lost all three of them, just getting throttled 10 to 3, 16 to 5. And then. The Royal Sweep out the two to one win, but I mean, hey, listen, we, we need to we need to step it up if we want to make the playoffs this year. Um, summer's kind of crawling along here, and uh, as we get closer and closer to that that time of the year, um, you know, the, the Tigers have to step it up. They got a point four nine three win percentage, thirty four and thirty five, so they're not in the worst position ever in the world. They're four and a half games back, but uh, from Cleveland, Cleveland's not all that impressive. So hey, we win our division, and and, and we're in uh, we're, we're going to the show maybe. So. Um, you know, there's plenty of time this summer, so we'll, we'll see what happens. That's uh, that's your Tigers in two minutes. Yeah, it's uh, actually 45 seconds. Well we done. We still have a little bit of time to talk. I want to talk about. I was actually watching uh, last night before I got too drunk, and I still can remember what was going on. Uh, they had Andrew Romine in doing his oh dunk by Sean. What's that score now, Mister Walker? Back to the Tigers. Seventy-one, seventy-one. Tied. He waits till it's tied, despite and <laughs> ruins the so Tigers two minutes. We got like we like doing the Tigers two minutes. But uh, so Romine's out there pitching. Just <laughs> How dare you? Faces lower. He's a shortstop. I get it. We don't want to burn out a bullpen. But it's an absolute joke. At some point in baseball, they got to introduce a mercy rule. Like, dude, we're done. We give up. Like, go home. I don't know. But, I mean, the one good thing is the AL Central is looking like a real crap division this year. Cleveland's definitely going to fall off. The Royals lost, like, 13 in a row. They're still seven games above 500, though. But, I mean... We do have an odd outside shot of making the playoffs in this crappy division. I don't know why in baseball it seems like after a team wins a World Series, it's really hard for them to repeat. Sweet. I mean, any I thoughts mean, on this? No, I, I'm not commenting on the Tigers like, this week. I, the Giants went, uh, like, World Series, didn't make playoffs, World Series, didn't make playoffs, World Series. It's just crazy to think about. Joe, any more thoughts? We have five seconds. Um, and we're out of time. Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's go gunshot wound. All right, you're going to have to uh, replace your brother, Gerard, and pay Oh, I don't pay any damn bills. Everybody knows that. Uh, look us up on Facebook. I think I honestly don't even know what the Facebook is. Guys, we're on Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> just we're all Google over the place. Revolutionary Sports Front. We have a website. All links are there. I don't know why Tony doesn't just say it that way. Google is like the best thing in the world. That's Tony's favorite part of the week. Don't ruin it for him. But we'll, Tony will be back next week, guys. Hey, guys, before we wrap, uh, I, I just got a text from the legal department, and I have to, uh, I have to read this disclaimer. Especially for the ladies in our audience, any opinions expressed by the host of the show, especially Gerard Preston, that happen to be sexist, are not necessarily the opinion of Revolutionary Sports Front. Please direct all angry emails to Gerard Preston. Google his email. At MSU butt boy. <laughs> it's uh, Presto91 at Presto91 at MSU.edu. That might have been the best then, ending to our show. I looked at, actually, I'd really like to. We had a uh, Cody on the other week. He did all right, but uh, John or Mr. Walker, whatever you like to be called. John, please. Okay, John, you really killed it. Honestly. Oh, John, thank you. Thank hey, you thanks for on. letting me hang oh, out, guys. It's a good I'm, show. Anytime I'm a music guy. I, I'm not and, much of a sports guy. He but actually a, has uh, his own radio show, Music City Roots in Nashville. Yep. Killing the game. They do a concert in a cave. Me and Frank I go down there and see it. If you're ever in Nashville, though, Google Music City Roots and check out a show. 
What a show, boys. Joe, you're going to stick around a little bit off the air. Maybe we'll talk, and uh, we'll see you next week.